All right, welcome back, guys. We are going to read probably my, this is a, one of my favorite parts of the story. Um, the second subplot is going to come in today. In fact, it's going to come in this next um, little bit here. So, you know, we've had Charlie wanting to be smart um, and wanting to be intelligent. We've seen him go through that surgery and, and go through all these steps to get to that goal. Um, the second goal that I think you guys are hopefully picking up on is that we have Charlie wanting friendship, true friendships. Um, you're seeing how his quote friends are helping him out. Charlie's going to have a new goal today, something else that he, uh, that he wants. And this is a very normal want. Um, I think you guys will find this very interesting. So let's pick up on page 295 where we are, uh, on April 27th, I think it's 295, let me double check that, 295, yes. Okay, so April 27th, and we're going to pick up there. Here we go. Well, I got the nerve to, today to ask Miss Kinnian to have dinner with me tomorrow night to celebrate my bonus. At first, she wasn't sure it was right, but I asked Dr. Strauss, and he said it was okay. Dr. Strauss and Dr. Namer don't seem to be getting on along so well. They're arguing all the time. This evening, when I came in to ask Dr. Strauss about having dinner with Miss Kinnian, I heard them shouting. Dr. Nimmer was saying that it was his experiment and his research. And Dr. Strauss was shouting back that he contributed just as much because he found me through Ms. Kinnian and he performed the operation. Dr. Strauss said that someday thousands of neurosurgeons might be using his technique all over the world. Dr. Nimmer wanted to publish the results of the experiment at the end of this month. Dr. Strauss wanted to wait a little longer to be sure. Dr. Strauss said that Dr. Nimmer was in, more interested in the chair at psychology at Princeton than he was in the, in the experiment. Dr. Nehmer said that Dr. Strauss was nothing but an opportunist who was trying to ride to glory on his coattails. When I left afterwards, I found myself trembling. I don't know why for sure, but it was as if I'd see bo seen both of these men clearly for the first time. I remember hearing Bert say that Dr. Nehmer had a shrew of a wife who was pushing him all the time to get things published so he, be he could become famous. Bert said that the dream of her life was to have a big shot husband. Was Dr. Strauss really trying to ride on his coattails? Um, we're finally starting to see some of the motive behind the two men. You know, this whole time we think that they're just trying to help Charlie, but maybe you're seeing some different motives behind their, their characters, what, they, what they're wanting out of this. Okay, here we go with the subplot, April 28th. I don't understand why I never noticed how beautiful Miss Kinnian really is. She has brown eyes and feathery brown hair that comes to the top of her neck. She's only 34. I think from the beginning that I had the feeling that she was an unreachable genius and very, very old. Now every time I see her, she grows younger and more lovely. All right, so here's something very interesting here. Um, you know, when I was young, I used to think my teachers were super old. I don't know how you guys view me or any of your other teachers, but looking at my teachers, I was thinking, holy cow, these people are old because I was young. And so when I looked at them, you know, I thought they were ancient. Um, but now that I'm older, I've started realizing that maybe I was closer in age to them than I thought I was. And really they weren't as old. Some of them I have, well, one of, one of my teachers actually helped me get the job at Lakeside. She, she recommended it. She was like, well, she was one of my students back in the day. And anyway, kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, Charlie here, when he first, when we first met Charlie, 
you have to think how old he was mentally. Yes, he was. He's 37. Remember? I don't know if we've, do we remember talking about that at the very beginning. He's not an old guy. He's 37 years old. Miss Kinnian's only 34. So she's young and right in his age group. But before this, he always thought she was older than he was because he was younger mentally. Anyway. So now we know his second, his second goal here, or third goal, I should say, for his second subplot would be some love. He wants, so he has friendship, love, and of course, the original goal of being smart. We had dinner and a long talk. When she said that I was coming along so fast that soon I'd be leaving her behind, I laughed. It's true, Charlie. You're already a better reader than I am. You can read a whole page at a glance while I can only take in a few lines at a time. And you remember every single thing you read. I'm lucky if I can recall the main thoughts and the general meaning. I don't feel intelligent. There are so many things I don't understand. She took out a cigarette and I lit it for her. You've got to be a little patient. You're accomplishing in days and weeks what it takes normal people to do in half a lifetime. That's what makes it so amazing. You're like a giant sponge now, soaking things in. Facts, figures, general knowledge. And soon you'll learn to begin to connect them too. You'll see how the different branches of learning are related. There are many levels, Charlie, like steps on a giant ladder that take you up higher and higher to see more and more of the world around you. I can only see a little bit of that, Charlie, and I won't go much higher than I am now. But you'll keep on climbing up and up and see more and more, and each step will open new worlds that you never knew even knew existed. She frowned. I hope. I just hope to God. What? Never mind, Charles. I just hope I wasn't wrong to advise you to go into this in the first place. I laughed. How could that be? It worked, didn't it? Even Algernon is still smart. We sat there silently for a while, and I knew what she was thinking about as she t watched me toying with the chain of my rabbit's foot and my keys. I didn't want to think of that possibility any more than elderly people want to think of death. I knew that this was only the beginning. I knew what she meant about levels because I'd seen some of them already. The thought of leaving her behind made me sad. I'm in love with Miss Kinnian. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, that's the reaction I usually get when I read this with the class. This is like, oh, I can't believe that he's in love with him. Anyway. Progress Report 12, April 30th. I've quit my job at Donegan's Plastic Box Company. Mr. Donegan insisted that it would be better for all concerned if I left. What did I do to make them hate me so? The first I knew of it was when Mr. Donegan showed me the petition. 840 names, everyone connected with the factory except Fanny Gurdon. Scanning the list quickly, I saw at once that hers was the only missing name. All the rest demanded that I be fired. Joe Carp and Frank Riley wouldn't talk to me about it. No one else would either except Fanny. She was one of the few people I'd known who'd set her mind to something and believed it no matter what the rest of the world proved, said, or did. And Fanny did not believe that I should have been fired. She had been against the petition on principle, and despite the pressure and threats, she'd held out. Which don't mean to say, she remarked, that I don't think there's something mighty strange about you, Charlie. Them changes. I don't know. You used to be a good, dependable, ordinary young man. Not too bright, maybe, but honest. Who knows what you've done yourself to get so smart all of a sudden? Like everybody's been saying around here, Charlie, it's not right. But how can you say that, Fanny? What's wrong with a man becoming intelligent and wanting to acquire knowledge and understanding of the world around him? She stared down at her work, and I turned to leave. Without looking at me, she said, It was evil when Eve listened to that snake and ate from the tree of knowledge. It was evil when she saw that she was naked. If not for that, none of us would ever have to grow old and sick and die. 
Okay, this illusion here. Again, illusion is when you refer to another work in another story. So we're referring to the Bible here. And he's talking about the first sin. She's talking about the first sin. So that's something I want you to be thinking about, what she might be saying Charlie's, Charlie's surgery is and what has happened in the story, what has happened to Charlie or what he has done. Once again, now I have the feeling of shame burning inside me. This intelligence has driven a wedge between me and all the people I once knew and loved. Before they laughed at me and despised me for my ignorance and dullness. Now they hate me for my knowledge and understanding. What in God's name do they want from me? They've driven me out of the factory. Now I'm more alone than ever before. May 15th. Dr. Strauss is very angry at me for not having written any progress reports in two weeks. He's justified because the lab is now paying me a regular salary. I told him I was too busy thinking and reading. When I pointed out that writing was such a slow process that it made me impatient with my poor handwriting, he suggested that I learn to type. It's much easier to write now because I can type nearly 75 words a minute. Dr. Strauss continually reminds me of my need to speak and write simply so that people will be able to understand me. Um, what has happened to Charlie? That's what I want you to think about here. Remember, we talked about his intelligence being tripled. Where is he at now? He has to be able to, he has to make himself speak and write simply so people understand him. I'll try to review all the things that happened to me during the last two weeks. Algernon and I were presented to the American Psychological Association sitting in convention with the World Psychological Association last Tuesday. We created quite a sensation. Dr. Nemer and Dr. Strauss were proud of us. This part of the movie is so awesome. If you guys watch the movie with me, which I want to show it, which again, this will be something that if you want to do it, you can, but this part's really exciting. Anyway, I suspect that Dr. Nemer, who is 60, 10 years older than Dr. Strauss, finds it necessary to see tangible results of his work. Undoubtedly the result of pressure by Mrs. Nemer. Contrary to my earlier impressions of him, I realize that Dr. Nemer is not at all a genius. Oh, he's a very good man has a very good mind, but it struggles under the specter of self-doubt. He wants people to take him for a genius. Therefore, it is important to him to feel that his work is accepted by the world. I believe that Dr. Nehmer was afraid of further delay because he worried that someone else might make a discovery along these lines and take credit from him. Dr. Strauss, on the other hand, might be called a genius, although I feel that his areas of knowledge are too limited. He was educated in the tradition of narrow specialization. The broader aspects of background were neglected far more than necessary, even for a neurosurgeon. I was shocked to learn that the only ancient languages he could read were Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, and that he knows almost nothing of the mathematics beyond the elementary levels of the calculus of variations. When he admitted this to me, I found myself almost annoyed. It was as if he'd hidden this part of himself in order to deceive me, pretending, as do many people I've discovered, to be what he is not. No one I've ever known is what he appears to be on the surface. Dr. Nemer appears to be uncomfortable around me. Sometimes when I try to talk to him, he just looks at me strangely and turns away. I was angry at first when Dr. Strauss told me I was giving Dr. Nemer an inferiority complex. I thought he was mocking me, and I'm oversensitive at being made fun of. How was I to know that a highly respected psycho-experimentalist like Dr. Nemer was unacquainted with Hindusanti and Chinese? It's absurd when you consider the work he's being done in India and China today in the very field of his study. I asked Dr. Strauss how Niemer could refute Rahajamati's attacks on this method and results if Niemer couldn't even read them in the first place. 
that strange look on Dr. Strauss's face can only mean one of two things. Either he doesn't want to tell Nemer what they're saying in India, or else, and this part worries me, Dr. Strauss doesn't know either. I must be careful to speak and write clearly and simply so that people won't laugh. Last one, and then I'm going to talk about the Big Bang Theory clip that I promised you last episode, but it's actually this episode. May 18th. I'm very disturbed. I saw Miss Kinnian last night for the first time in over a week. I tried to avoid all discussions of intellectual concepts and to keep the conversation on a simple, everyday level, but she just stared at me blankly and asked me what I meant by the mathematical variance equivalent in Doberman's Fifth Concerto. That's what you guys talk about on your dates, right? <laughs> when I tried to explain, she stopped me and laughed. I guess I got angry, but I suspect I'm approaching her on the wrong level. No matter what I try to discuss with her, I'm unable to communicate. I must review Verhofstadt's equations on levels of semantic progression. <sighs> that's, you know, that's how you learn how to talk to a girl. I find that I don't communicate with people much anymore. Thank God for books and music and things I can think about. I'm alone in my apartment at Miss Flynn's house, Miss Flynn's boarding house, most of the time. I seldom speak to anyone. All right, that is all the reading for today. Um, I do have a clip from the Big Bang Theory that I want you to watch. Um, Sheldon is who I want you to compare Charlie to, and I want you to think about the way he treats all the other people in the room and who they might be representing in the story. So if Charlie is Sheldon, I want you to think about who the other people could be. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the little clip. I hope you enjoyed the reading today. I love you so much and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>